Hello again, everybody. He's Jethro. I'm Jed. She's Ellie Mae. No, wait. She's Granny. He's Mr. Drysdale. I miss Jane. <laughs> no, now that that's true. This is why she's reporting Drew and Ted, not the Beverly Hillbillies. How you doing, Drew? Woohoo! Episode 19. Here we go. Vikings Report is live and on the air. How are you doing, Ted Glover? Doing good, man. Sorry, my my display might be a little bit different. I had was having computer issues, so I'm doing this via 21st century technology called the iPhone. So please bear with us. We'll we'll make it work. What the hell's going on out here? You need to have I'll, a tech tech guy there at the house all the time on on call. Un, unfortunately, I'm I'm my tech guy, which means <laughs> fired me for not having my stuff ready to go. Although I troubleshot, I had it. I, I went upstairs, I got the, everything set up, went upstairs, uh, and came back down. It wasn't working. Hello, your computer has virus. One night we were going to start a show at Spanky's, and the but bass tech was not there, and I was staring at my gear, and the guitar player said, what's the problem? I go, do you know how to turn this on? <laughs> do you know how to turn on your own gear? If you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to 11. Look. Right across the board, oh. 11, oh, 11, and most of 11, and then amps go up to 10. Exactly. <laughs> Thought I'd throw that in there. Beverly Hillbillies, Ted. I was not aware that the show was on TV 10 years. Yeah. It, and it, it transitioned from the black and white era to the color era, too, I believe. 274 episodes, only five off our leader with 279, which was Carol Burnett. I didn't realize I made that many episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies, but I love that show. You loved Admit it, you love Miss Jane. I was no, in wait. love with Ellie, Ellie, Ellie May. May. <laughs> I, I was in love with Ellie May. I, yeah. I, yeah, was I was in love. Donna Douglas passed away in 2015. Uh, Max Bear is the only one left. Jethro is the only one left. What an idea for a show. Unsophisticated, minimalistic, weird hillbilly people moving into Beverly Hills, causing <laughs> a ruckus, going out to the cement pond. <laughs> uh, one of those great after school shows for me, but I think. It was it was past it was in syndication by the time I got to it. But yeah, Ellie Ellie May. The first time I watched that show, the only reason I watched it was because of Ellie May Clampett. I'm not even gonna lie. But it was a funny show in and of itself. Old TV, you can't beat it. No, you can't. It, it's it, and it's still like all these shows we've talked about. I think just stands the test of test of time. Just great classic comedy. And what about that theme song? I'm gonna listen to a story about a man named Jed. The poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Or that is black gold, Texas tea. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The kin folks said, Jed, move away from there. Said, California is a place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly. Hills, that is, swimming pools, movie stars. The Beverly Hillbillies. Great tune. It's, it's a great tune in and of itself. It's a great tune. I've been singing it all day. <laughs> Thanks, Doc Proto, for Beverly Hillbillies. We keep those requests coming in. We'll, we'll do what we can. Now, normally, um, we would do a, a player uh, tribute or, or retrospect here, but uh, shortly, a couple days after we recorded last week's show, um, former Vikings head coach Jerry Burns passed away at the age of 94. So uh, tonight, Drew and I are going to spend a couple minutes talking about uh, Burnsy, as he was so affectionately called. What are, what are your recollections of, of the late, great Jerry Burns, Trooster? 
Dude, Jerry Burns was, I, I tell you, that guy, just a scruffy looking dude on the sidelines. Wherever Bud Grant was, Jerry Burns was. And he became such an important part of the Vikings. Then when he took over the Vikings in 86, it was like we were all saying, Burns, he finally gets his shot. And he didn't disappoint. I mean, no. that crazy 87 season that we all talk about, those two huge upset wins in the playoffs, that was Jerry Burns' teams. Yep. And I think to this day, he's still the last coach to win two playoff games in a row, I think, as a Vikings coach. He is. Denny Green never won two in a postseason. Um, Childress never did. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's Just, it. Jerry Burns was the, a football player for this school from 1947 to 1950. Really? Michigan, baby. Michigan. And then he got the head coaching job at Iowa from 61 to 65, I think it was. He coached Paul Krause. Paul Krause was on, was, uh, you know, played offense and defense. Matter of fact, when Krause got into the Hall of Fame in 98, Jerry Burns did his induction speech, inducted him into the Hall of Fame. That was kind of a cool connection that Krause ended up being with the Vikings. But uh, he was there, and then he left to go to the NFL, and that team from Wisconsin with Vince Lombardi, he was there two seasons, 66 and 67. And then when Lombardi retired in 67, Bud Grant hired him. Bud Grant had already known him. They had already known each other. Matter of fact, in 66 or 67, a year before Burnsy joined Bud's staff, Bud coached that season one coach short. He did. He held because he held that spot <clears throat> open for Terry Burns, who still had one year left on his contract. Right. Green Bay. Right. And uh, I think he was, you know, it's weird, Ted. I think he was a defensive coach for the Packers which is strange because he came over and then for the next 18 years after he got to Minnesota in 1968, the next 18 years, he ran the Vikings offense and let, let's get something out there really clear right now, right now, Jerry Burns created that West coast offense. It was all him. Yes, he did. Tucker, the tight end, the line to the right. And that's just what he's doing here. Talking on the rollout. Takes a look. Ricky Young. If you look back at those Vikings teams, uh, early 70s with Chuck Foreman, that very short passing game. And he emphasized it even more after Chuck Foreman got hurt because Ricky Young was a fantastic pass catcher out of the backfield, but just not a great running back. And, right. and the guys he had after Foreman were not really great runners. So he he really refined and honed that West Coast offense that Bill Walsh gets credit for. That was invented uh, on on the Bloomington Prairie by, by Jerry Burns back in the day. <laughs> It's like all along the watchtower, man. Yeah, <laughs> Hendrix never wrote it, but he got all the credit for it. Bill Walsh yeah. all along the watchtower at Bernsey, didn't he? He did, yeah. And a lot of times uh, Bud Grant would say the biggest thing with Jerry Burns is he, he'll see everything that's happening on the field before we all see it. And that was mm -hmm. such a huge help to Bud Grant to be able to see how plays are going to develop even before they're going to happen. Just a great football mind. I, I, and I always wondered why after Bud Grant retired after the 83 season, why Les Steckel got the job and not, cause everybody kind of assumed Jerry Burns was going to, was going to get the job. Then they gave it to Steckel who was a disaster. Grant came back for one year and then they gave it, then they gave it to, to Jerry Burns. Why would you give it to Steckel? I don't know. I don't Burns, know. Burns was clearly the guy to move into that position, which he did three years later. I mean, come on. Yeah. He had a quite a successful run. He had that, that great 87 playoff run. Um, you know, we talked about the two upsets, that one San Francisco game to, to my uh, 
I, I firmly believe that that was still the greatest game in Minnesota Vikings history. The biggest, most important game. Uh, well, I mean, in terms of what was at stake and how they were like 15 point underdogs heading into San Francisco that, right. that, so I, that was like the, the best, most complete game. I think a Minnesota Vikings team has ever played in the postseason. hundred percent agree with you. That was, and the fact that I was there is big icing on the cake, but it was, uh, the best Viking day I have ever experienced. How, how was it being? You were you actually oh, attended dude. that game. I have never heard. I've been to a lot of football games, even like hockey games or whatever. I've never heard of that many people be that quiet. I was in the end zone right where Rutland ran the ball in. He was running towards me. He's mm-hmm. running towards me. After they after he took that interception in, I had a buddy who was a Niner fan sitting across the end zone, other end zone. And I could hear him screaming. Chris Dolman was giving Montana crap all day. Anthony Carter was just a one of those days when everything went right. And it was kind of like misty and crappy and kind of rainy. So you it was. That, get that drunk kind of drenchy feeling. Oh, snap. Pop for the weasel. So happy. <laughs> you kind of. <laughs> You know, lather it up, you know, but it's not the rain's not the rain's actually adding to the fun, you know? Yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? I like it. That was just I was all over the place, dude. That's you awesome. Know, I was 22 years old. I was every bit of 22 years old, man. I was trying to jump out in the middle of the aisle and do some Bruce Lee. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> first thing I thought of when I heard Burns passed away, well, the rant was the first thing I thought of. We can't go with not talking about the rant. Yeah, that that rant, I don't know that we'll play it. Now, this is a game the Vikings won, mind you, in overtime. They, they won this game. I think it was I think it was Denver they beat. I can't remember. Oh, it was the 89 game against the Rams when Merriweather blocked the punt. In overtime, and, and, and they won 23-21, and they got all their 21 points on uh, field goals. Rich Carlos field goals. And, How do we remember he, that? I don't know. But Burns, after the game, just goes on the most epic post-game rant that has ever been done by a head coach. You think Denny Green's rant he had against when he was a Cardinals coach, um, they were who we thought they were? The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Nothing. That is nothing compared you know to what? what? Ted, we can't have a righteous Jerry Burns show without the rant. Tunsis, can we do? Can we play the rant or part of it or something? We gotta have the rant in here, guys. Yeah. Everybody. And no smarter coordinator in football. <laughs> Rest in peace, Coach Burns. Uh, uh, great, great head coach for the Vikings and and uh, an offensive, innovative mind. Back when the game was really coming into into its own as as the national pastime to replace baseball, just a great coach, just an absolute great coach. Twenty four years spent with the Vikings. He he had four Super Bowl appearances, and how about this, Ted? Eleven Central Division championships he was part of. Jeez. And this kind of puts it, uh, puts a good bow on uh, Burnsy. 
During his 24 years with the Minnesota Vikings, 15 of those 24 teams were playoff teams. Wow. Jerry Burns was about getting his team to the postseason. That's what he was about. That is really impressive. So so you're saying that's better than missing the playoffs four out of seven years? Yeah. Just be good every other year. But we're going to play better next time. <laughs> you put – you put we're, we need to play better up against Jerry's rant in 89. I want to see those two going head-to-head. You know, they manhandled us up front pretty well with the with the front front guys and linebackers and but we didn't tackle and then you know and then when we had chances you know we didn't cover and we didn't cover very well today you know guys were corners guys defensive backs came off the receivers and <laughs> ring of honor 2005 rest in peace jerome monahan burns ted one of the greats just a great coach yeah. all right so uh, last week, our plan we were gonna we were gonna do kind of a live hit when the when the, the Viking schedule dropped last Wednesday. Unfortunately, uh, I forgot that I had to go out of town. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over um, the schedule. Um, before we get to the schedule, though, right before that happened, there was the or right after that happened, whatever, a couple days ago. It doesn't matter. It looks like. Um, I love Ted Glover, man. He's the best. Mike Hughes got world. traded, Brewster. Remember, we were we were talking about we've talked about the 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 off season and the the Vikings secondary and, and death was kind of a concern. And then a few days ago, they up and trade uh, former first round pick Mike Hughes and a seventh round pick to the Kansas City Chiefs for a twenty twenty two sixth round pick what are your thoughts on that move you like um, apples i like them apples <laughs> wasn't a real big fan because i that's the one position i like to have extra players at yeah we've talked about that in the past i think i'm sure mike hughes there gets to be a point with the injuries come back another injury another injury there gets to be a point where you got to say enough's enough i get that and that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people right now. Uh, three seasons with Minnesota, Ted. Seven starts. That's, that's, you know, it, that's not very productive. It's 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 just not. And I, I mean, I think it's fair to say he's a bust. Injuries have been a big contributing factor to that. But, but I, you know what's going to happen now, don't you? You go ahead oh, and tell he, me. You've been a Viking fan as long as I have. Go ahead. Uh, He's not happen. only going to go to the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. um, he is going to be the Super Bowl MVP for the Kansas City Chiefs because he's probably going to have, like, two pick sixes to beat, hopefully, I don't know, somebody. Maybe Brady again. I don't know. They, no. they, didn't, they didn't exercise his fifth-year option, so this was going to be his last year. So, on the one hand, you can say, hey, at least, um, at least they got something for him. They, got a, they had to give up him and a seventh to get a sixth-round pick. But they got something for him, which is better than nothing, I guess. I don't know. You... <laughs> just, move your, just move your body, man. Just just feel the rhythm of the universe at your fingertips, man. <laughs> Wasn't it good enough just to give him Hughes for the pick? Why was the other? What's a seventh rounder? Why do you have to give him that? Well, I don't get it. 
I don't know because that's stupid. Rick Rick Spielman loves seventh round picks like Charlie Sheen loves cocaine. That's how much drugs. Um, I probably took more than 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 anybody could survive. I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks and finishing them because that's how I roll. I have one speed. I have one gear. Go. So I'm just not sure how that happened, but it did. Hail to the victor. I don't know. I don't know. So, now, sorry. Oh, that puts I'm it sorry. In I mean, you, you get a former first round pick for a sixth round pick. Okay. Why, why are they adding something? Oh, take a seventh too. It's all good. Well, here's the thing. The, to me, the trade didn't make sense unless – because if nothing else, I think we both agreed that if Hughes was, was healthy, he would be solid uh, depth guy. Oh, you know, absolutely. Back at the Patrick Peterson, Cam Dantzler, you know. I, I, so by, by trading him, now they have a depth issue, which – hold your horses. Oh, no. I believe they have solved it because to, <laughs> just today, this Monday – uh, it was announced the Minnesota Vikings have signed cornerback <clears throat> Harry Nickerson, a sixth-round pick in 2018 out of Tulane. I feel like Jethro right now when Granny told him to go out and find a cow. So here's some highlights. Here's some career highlights for Mr. Perry Nickerson. Perry Mason Nickerson. <laughs> is, that, um, is that his real name? No. I, no. Oh. He has had uh, four teams, one defended pass, and zero interceptions since 2018. Four teams since 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Danger. 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 Who's that, Ted? Danger. No, Will Robinson. What show uh, is that? That would be the, the robot from Lost in Space. <laughs> now That's danger will four teams in that amount of time is danger will robinson now i'm i'm not saying uh that that this is a risky move but i'm thinking i've got a better chance to pick up a wi-fi signal in an amish farm than perry nickerson has to make this roster so is this a good move is this a, for, a future Am- Amish farmer uh, for Mike Hughes a good deal? <laughs> Sorry. How do you hit me with that and then ask me a question and expect me to respond? <laughs> You can't expect me to go from laughter to a serious Viking question. Uh, I'm not, I don't, geez, I, that's not, not very reassuring. I mean, look, maybe there's something, got a long way to go. You've got more mini camps and, and OTAs and then training camp and, and we'll see. But it, it just feels like a move um, for as injured as Hughes was and for as disappointing as he has been as a first-round draft pick. I still think that's hard to say. It's hard to say that this is even a lateral move. I, it, it just feels like a downgrade. Is it going to be better than Hughes? That's what you want to know. I, I, right now, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Well, so then, uh, It's a transaction. I understand then. <laughs> so that's the big news. So the Vikings cornerback depth has been 
solved temporarily with uh, the acquisition of Mr. Perry Nickerson. Yeah, yeah. I have the power of God. <laughs> All right. We're back. Uh, I'm back to normal or as normal as I could be. Uh, <laughs> never been normal man <laughs> do you think i'm weird definitely no man seriously am i weird yeah but so what everybody's weird no you gotta get um, us right now so we can get on track if we're back you gotta tell me we're back in black go ahead how's everybody doing now <laughs> what are you saying back in black <laughs> <laughs> all right so perry nickerson on the roster for now. Last Wednesday, the Vikings schedule came out, Drew. Yes, it did. And and it looks to be kind of a uh, – it. I think it's the fourth or fifth toughest schedule based on last year's winning percentage of other teams right now. Fifth, yes. Fifth toughest. Fifth toughest. Uh, we are going to go through the games here, uh, and, and we're going to give you our our kind of game-by-game predictions. And let's let's kind of break it down into, into quarters. We'll do 4-4-4 four, 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 and then 5 since – one of the new things about this year is a 17th game that we're going to have. Um, but we'll start with, with week one. You know what? Let's just hop around. Here, let's go to week 11. We're home against Green Bay. <laughs> uh, week one at the, at the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. The LSU National Championship connection is back. Wow. Is that, is that going to be a winnable game? Bengals were 4 and 11, 29th on offense, 26th on defense. If the Vikings lose this opener, this is probably, being that it's the opener, mm-hmm. this is probably the most winnable game on the schedule. They have to win. The, I know you'd never heard of a must win before the season even started. They have to win this game, Ted. So the, their first two games are at Cincinnati and at Arizona. But I will tell you, they're going to lose one of these two games. I just don't see the Vikings winning two straight road games to open the year. I hope they do, but I think I think they'll beat Cincinnati and I think they'll lose to Arizona. I think Arizona's a a pretty good young football team. They just, the Bengals are still trying to piece it all together. We should start off by saying what the Vikings are seven and nine. They were the fourth ranked offense. They were twenty seventh on defense. So that's going to run continuous when we do the schedule. Yeah, fourth ranked offense, twenty seventh ranked defense, but. But uh, that is a game. They got to beat Cincinnati on the road. I, and I know I like starting out with two road games, Ted. I love it. Do you? Yeah, because I think if it, it's like getting the hard work done ahead of yourself, knowing you're going to go home for three straight. So if you can pull out, you know, at least a split out of these games, you got a chance to be coming out pretty good. But if you win your first two and they're on the road, you're mm-hmm. sitting really well for the first quarter of the season. So I like starting on the road. It'd be a good test for the Vikings. So I'm taking. Uh, Put myself down for a loss in that. Tootsies, what do you think for Cincinnati? Win, win, win. Win. Tootsies has the win. What about Arizona? Loss. So all of us have us losing that game, Ted. Okay. And that's all mainly right. because the Cardinals are going to be pretty damn good. I think they are, too. I, I mean, think they're going to be a pretty good football team. They had the, they were, they were what, 8-8 eight and eight last year? They had the 6th-ranked offense last year, but... They've added Rondale Moore, our boy, went there. Uh, they picked up A.J. Green. 
They've, you know, they've got a lot of offensive line help they brought in because they know their offensive line sucked. And they got that Zaven Collins linebacker from Tulsa, the best linebacker in the draft almost. So uh, so Mike Zimmer has started uh, 2-0 and once. Uh, that was that 2016 year when they went 5-0 and and then missed the playoffs. Come on, rookie. Come on, rookie. So that is the, the first two road games we, we all think they're going to split. Week three, home against the Seattle Seahawks. What are your thoughts on that game, Drew? I think it sucks. <laughs> Being that Seattle's beat us, what, 117 times in a row? I mean, no, in all honesty, they beat us, what, seven times in a row. Lost the last, last seven games against Seattle. Russell Wilson's never lost to the Vikings. I can't pick the Vikings, even if they are at home. I'm picking Seattle. I don't want to, but the Vikings leave me no choice. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, there's just, Russell Wilson's going to figure out a way to win that game at the end. I, you know, we all talked about the Vikings defense. We talked about it off season. I think the Vikings defense is going to be better, but I think they're going to have some early season growing pains because again, you have several new faces, all, albeit they're more experienced, they're veterans. I think it's still going to take a little bit of time, even with the less, with less preseason games now, especially less time to work together. It's going to take time for that off for that defense to, to come together and gel. So I, I think that's going to be a, I think that's going to be a home loss too. Tune says, what are you thinking for Seattle? I'm going to go against you guys. I know that there's a lot of uh, games where, you know, people say, Oh, they're definitely going to win or, Oh, they're definitely going to lose. So I'm just going to say this one there. Everybody's going to think they're going to lose, but they're going to win. Okay. That's that's a fair observation. That happens fairly regularly. All right, so now we've got week four. Skid marks. The, Cle- the Cleveland Browns come to town. Mm. Fighting, the fighting Stefanskis. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stefanski knows Zimmer's defense. I think he's got the players to exploit the defense's weaknesses, and I, I think the Browns – are, are going to come in and beat the Vikings pretty soundly. Tomo, you magnificent bastard. I read your book. There's no way I can go against you on that, on that thought process. I don't know what I was just thinking about there. I was thinking about they got Greg Newsom, Then they got Koromoa, who I said was going to be defensive rookie of the year. I don't know how the hell they got him in the second round, but they got him. Yeah. Cleveland. This just in. Cleveland's going to be really good, Ted, and Tunes says. Ah, I, I don't see us winning this game. I don't either. Tunes, what about you? Yeah, they're going to lose this game. You're right. All right, so at, at the quarter pole, I've got the Vikings at one and three. I've got the win against Cincinnati and, and then three straight losses against Arizona, Seattle, and Cleveland. That's what I have. Ruby, you're, you've got them at two and two. Yes, she does. So week five, home against the Detroit Lions. Um, I think the Vikings win that game, but four players will be put on IR as their kneecaps get bitten off (laughs) by Dan Campbell. So it will be a Pyrrhic victory. (laughs) What the hell is a Pyrrhic victory? It's a win that is so awful. It's also considered a loss because all the. (laughs) All right. We call it a draw. So we are the Kings of Pyrrhic victories. Yeah. I, I think they beat Detroit week five. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end the three game losing streak with myself too. I'm gonna take the Vikings on this 
specific. This will be up until they'll end the homestand with at least one win right here. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a tough fought game. There'll be a lot of kneecaps missing, but the Lions are still the Lions. Even though I, I did say last show, they're going to make drastic improvements. But I think with golf, if you have a new quarterback, it takes a little bit of time to roll into the system. You're more looking at midseason before you hit your stride. Yeah. Vikings at least have Cousins, who he's really familiar with the offense, and I think that's the difference. Ruby? Yeah, I agree with you. They're going to win this one. Okay. All right. Week six at Carolina. Drew? I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is a real game the Vikings will win. I kind of feel good about this, the headless Panthers. Panthers had a lot of problems last year. They've improved a little bit, and they got my number one defensive tackle in the draft with uh, Davion Nixon. They had a pretty good draft. I have them winning this game in Carolina. I do, too. Couldn't agree with you more. Ruby? Uh, This is another one where I'm going to go. Everybody's thinking easy win, and they're going to lose. Happens once a year. Yes. (laughs) That happens every year. They win a game they have no business winning, and then they lose a game they have no business losing. All right. Uh, week seven, bye. Uh, the bye will probably be favored by two and a half points. I think the Vikings pull a big <laughs> upset on the bye that week. Are you feeling satisfied now, Teddy? Because I can go on busting you up all night. Pay that man his money. <laughs> I got us losing the bye with a fumble at the end. <laughs> The other team kicks a 62-yard field goal. Week 8, their first primetime game of the year, home against the Dallas Cowboys, Sunday night football. Uh, they lose that game. They, they lost at home to the Red Rifle Cowboys last year. That's terrible, dude. It's a primetime game. Yippee. And <laughs> I'm a big fan of prime time. <laughs> what are they doing? I can see it already. First uh, quarter. What are we doing? What are we sh- doing? Shoot me into the sun in that game. <laughs> They're killing me. Why are they killing me? <laughs> oh, something bad's going to happen. Here it is. Four months away, and it already feels like we're going to lose. Um, yeah. I don't feel good about that game either. Sunday night football, prime time, at home. We should be. I mean, the way the schedule's playing out, it's got to be almost a must-win at that point for the Vikings because they got the they got a tough schedule the rest of the way. But yeah. I'm going to call that a loss, also. Tootsies. Yep, I'm with you guys. There's another loss. And then week nine, eighth game of the year at Baltimore. Ruby, why don't you kick this one off? You think that Vikes are going to beat Baltimore or not? That will be a win. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. You think we can control Lamar Jackson? Maybe huh? that'll be a lose. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say they surprise us and they win. That's not prime time, is it? What, what's that? What's that phrase you use, Drew? We're going to get our get our luck. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> we are going to get our tits luck that night. So through the first eight games, I have the Minnesota Vikings at three and five. We both have them at three and five. We don't have much faith in this team, do we? No, no. Well, they got to prove it to us. Look what they showed us last year. Um, so the next four games. So week 10, 
it's technically a road game, uh, but it's the Los Angeles Chargers who has a, a, a team with no fan base, no loyalty. The last time the Vikings played in, in played the Chargers in L.A., I think it was in 2019, they had 80% of the crowd were Vikings fans. So that's going to be a de facto home game. But now they got Herbert, and they got an offensive line they seemingly have fixed. But the Chargers, every year they have really good teams on paper. Yes, and they, they start out like two and seven. Every time. And then they wow. make a run. They move five or six in a row. And then they. So do you have them winning this game or not? Let Tunes pick. I got to think about it for a sec. Win. I'm going to go right with you. I got to make it a clean sweep. Week 11. That team from Wisconsin. Mm. Now. If, <laughs> if Blake Bortles trots out as your starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, the Vikings are going to win this game. Um, I'm counting this as a win. I, I think regardless, they're going to split. I think one, I think Rogers plays. I think Rogers plays for the Packers. We've talked about that. And I, I think it's, they're going to split this. We're going to, they're going to split the series. So I'm going to count the home game as a win here. That you just convinced me, Ted. I'm going to take the home win here also. Me too. All righty. Um, week 12 at San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo's back. I, I've got this as a loss. I think we got that. For, I'm putting this down for a loss. Yeah, I agree. That one's going to be a loss. Ted, Drew, Tunes, all with an L. So week 13 on the road at Detroit. On the road again. Drew, what do you think? We are going to lose this game. And I say win. Now that we, we we beat Green Bay and then we lose two in a row, that's exactly what I'm hearing right now. I agree with Ted. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to sweep Lions. So that third quarter, I have them going three and one, and now they are back on the Ted Glover predictive schedule at six and six, and everybody's talking Super Bowl homeboy. <laughs> Super Bowl homeboy. I have them going two and two during that span for Drew, which puts my overall ranking at three and five and two and two is five and seven. All right. So the last five games, uh, the night week 14 is the Vikings next foray into prime time home against the uh, Pittsburgh Roethlisberger's a Thursday night game. I have that as a loss. That's a, that's going to be a tough game to win. Home but the Vikings are going to get it done. They're going to get it. They're going to win a primetime game. You think so? Yeah, I think uh, the home teams have a tremendous advantage on Thursday night football. I really think they well, do. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't think but, it's a fluke that majority of the time the home team has won those games. So uh, I'm putting the Vikings down for winning that one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that the Steelers are on a downhill trend and they're going to win that one. I think the short turnaround primetime game, uh, it, it comes down to it comes down to a, a better coached team, and I think Mike Tomlin has a better coached team than Mike Zimmer does. But then they have like ten days off because they don't play oh. again until the next Monday, and they are at 
Soldier Field against the Chicago Bears. Uh, I mean, we just going to go L across the board because they never won at Soldier Field. 23 yards of total offense by the third quarter, one first down. Kirk Cousins is going to go 24-36 for 82 yards and no touchdowns. Justin Fields will have 352 yards rushing. <laughs> Fields is going to go 10 for 11 for 412 and six touchdowns. I like Ted stats, 24 completions for 82 yards. <laughs> He's going to miss C.J. Ham on a fly route like he does every year in Pittsburgh. So we're all going L on that? Yeah, I've got an L. Monday night in Chicago? No. The next week, Rams at home. Rams at home. What do you think, Drew? You guys are going to be angry. i got to go Rams. I I think the Rams are going to win that game, too. I think the Rams, I think the Rams are are one of two, maybe three teams in the NFC that that are a legit Super Bowl contender as it stands right now. Ruby, I agree. That's a loss. Um, week seventeen, Sunday night, Lambeau Field. That's a that's a prime time game. I don't have it yep. written down as that. It's a primetime game, at least right oh, now until the Vikings until the Vikings get flexed out of it because they're out of the playoff. <laughs> but, yeah, right now it's a primetime game. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I called the split earlier, so I got to give this one to the team from Wisconsin. Yeah, me too. Ruby? Yeah, they're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Sunday night, Blake Bortles is going to go for 355 yards. And then to wrap it up at home, uh, a meaningless end of regular season game against the Chicago Bears. We never win. For some reason, we never beat those guys on the end of the year. Never. Justin Fields will be sitting because the the, the Bears are going to the playoffs, and uh, the Red Rocket is going to do a Chase Daniel on us because it's over with. Zimmer's probably been fired by this point. <laughs> I'm going to give the Vikings this one. I think this is finally we're going to beat the Bears at the end of this. Do we uh, yeah, I've got it as a win. Every year? Is that, it it feels like it. Yeah, I've got this as a win. And Tootsis? Yeah, I've got it as a win, too, because it's not going to matter. So, they'll win. They always win the games that don't matter. I have the Vikings as a seven-win football team this year. I got them as a seven and ten team. Yeah, we both. I and I think Drew, uh, Ruby, you might have had like maybe a win or two better than us. Chess has the Vikings winning nine games. All right, nine, she has so nine, nine and eight, eight, and we have seven ten. Yeah, man, that's a really tough schedule. I think what stands out to me the most. I'll give you two little areas. Those three home games in a row, weeks three, four, and five. Okay. I think they have to build up. They have to figure out a way to win these games to get ahead of themselves before they run into the midpoint of the season. But the stretch that that really concerns me is after that Chargers game when they have the team from Wisconsin uh, at 49ers, at Lions, and then the Steelers at home. I think that little four-game chunk is going to let us know if we're in position to make a postseason run. You know, if if they can – if they can win those first two road games and then start out fast at home and maybe come out of that streak four and one, that's right. and they they have the potential to do that. I mean, I think the defense is going to be better. I'm I'm probably a lot more pessimistic than normal just because of of last no. year and the and the turnovers uh, and, and personnel and, and everything. And I I think part of me that feels that the offense is 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 going to be good, but I don't think it's going to be as good as last year. I just think they're due for a 
a natural regression. It just happens. I mean, but if the offense can elevate its play and, and, and maintain where it was and, and possibly even get a little bit better and get more efficient in the red zone and, and score touchdowns and not have to rely on field goals, it's possible. But I, based on from last year transitioning to this year, we'll see. But everything always looks tougher in the, in the spring than it usually turns out to be by the time they start playing the games. So let's see what happens. But uh, none of us have so... Ruby, at, at the nine and eight, do you have the Vikings making it in the playoffs as a wild card? Hello, uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? No, I don't unfortunately, think so. no. And then at seven and ten, yeah, they're not going to the playoffs. Can I ask you guys a question, real quick? Yeah, <clears throat> give me you guys each give me two of the top teams in each conference, real quick. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams, okay, and the Buccaneers. Uh, in the AFC, I'm going to go Chiefs and Ravens. And so Ted has Rams, Buccaneers, Chiefs, and Ravens. I'm going to go Tampa Bay and Seattle. And Kansas City and Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo's a good choice. That is a good choice. I got Buccaneers. I'm going to say Rams also. And then for the AFC, I'm with Tunes's Chiefs and Bills. Chiefs and Bills. Chiefs and Bills. All right. So I think uh, that will do it for our Vikings talk and our NFL schedule preview. Uh, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll get to a commercial. We'll come back. We've got uh, special trivia tonight. We've got uh, um, a fan, a, a viewer doing trivia for us tonight. So. Uh, come back from the commercial and we'll, we'll have uh, Mr. Ed Zeidler running the trivia for us tonight. Yeah, Eddie! You can try hard or you can try soft. Soft will get them every time. Love's baby soft. You can play hard or you can play soft. Soft will make them toe the line. Love's baby soft. You can love hard or you can love soft. Soft will make his love light shine. Love, baby, soft. Soft, fresh, slightly sexy scent from Love with Love. What you doing, Granny? Making myself a new pipe. Oh, I got something here you want to cotton to. That banker fella gave them to me. What's that? Winston cigarettes. Try one, Granny. They is first rate. Well, if you say they're really good. Best smoking you ever had. Thunder, Jed. That is good smoking. Now try it this way, Granny. Tastes even better. You tell me these Winstons is the best tasting cigarette you can get. I may put away my corn cob. That's saying a heap for them. You know, Granny, there just ain't no way of saying how good a Winston is. You gotta smoke one to find out. Well, I can say this. Winston tastes mighty good. Like a cigarette should. From the Zoom app and the Vikings report, here are the newlyweds. Yes, it's the newlywed game. Oh, my God. Now let's meet our couple for today. Couple number one are on their 19th episode. The neat but uptight Ted and his cuddle partner, the sloppy and easygoing Drew 
and I'm your ho host, <sighs> Ronnie Lotz. <laughs> Ronnie Lotz. So, this is this, what a hell of an intro. One of you will stay with me while the other goes off to our waiting room. You'll be using your pieces of paper to answer questions as you predict, predict how your handsome partner will answer the same question when he returns. If his answer matches your prediction, that's the way you score points. You get five points for questions in the first round, add 10 points for every question in the second round, then you'll have a 25 point bonus question. Viewers came to me too and they wanted to check your guys' on-air chemistry. And this depends on how many points you guys get. So you guys are probably gonna disagree with the last one, but I did my best. So, Drew, Excellent. Ted, if you guys scored 10 points or less, yeah. the on-air chemistry is Kirk Cousins and Tajay Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> bring it up a little bit 15 to 25 points we'll give you Kirk Cousins and Chad Beebe wow wow that's an now increase to bump it up 30 to 45 points Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson play fake Cousins taking a deep shot. Jefferson's got separation, and he's got the catch inside the 40. Jefferson still going. See you later. Justin Jefferson, have a day. We're booking on right there. If you can manage 50 points or more, I put down Warren Moon and Chris Carter. Oh, oh. That's it. That's reaching for the stars right there, bro. All right. Yeah, we all know you can't do it, but I figured I'd put it out there for you. Wow. I'm glad you, have, glad you have faith in us, Eddie. <laughs> all right, so we'll begin the show with Ted secluded in the waiting room. These are five-point questions. Are you ready? Yes. All right, Drew. How would, how would Ted, who would Ted say sends in the most difficult questions for viewer choice trivia. I got it, I got it, done. Tony Bell. Tony Bell, I've heard that name. Although I was expecting, I've heard Reggie's name a lot too. Oh, he could go, he could pick that too. That's very true. All right, Drew, how would your partner complete this sentence? <laughs> yeah, I know Drew is handsome, but blank is the best looking QB I've ever seen. How would Ted? complete that sentence i'm gonna go with justin fields because he he loves his justin fields man all right drew all right who would ted say is the star of the vikings report he would say tunces oh wow that's Tunes. what i'm gonna hold up and you're gonna hold those up when he comes back in and question number four your partner takes your hand and pulls you to the dance floor oh they say God. the dj is playing your song what song is it? We're going to go with the OSU fight song. OSU fight song. All right. And this is a two-parter. Okay. How would Ted finish this sentence? The ultimate QB would have the scram scrambling ability of blank and the arm strength of blank. He would have the scrambling ability of Fran Tarkington and Brett. Brett Favre, <laughs> Brett Favre, as John Madden would say, 
and with his friend around, he throws the ball at Brett Favre. And then there, boom. That's got to make the cut somewhere. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Okay. So I got all my answers in order here. Perfect. So we bring Ted back. I'll ask some questions. And then awesome. once he answers, um, I'll just ask you to hold up your answer. What if it came back on and Ted had his face painted like a mime? <laughs> or if his shirt was off. <laughs> <laughs> He's all oiled up like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and he had the fake Hulk Hogan mustache. And he had the little rustler's macho man behind him. We weren't talking about you, Ted. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, brother. <laughs> all right. Ted, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. How would, who would you say sends in the most difficult questions for viewer choice trivia? Tony Bell. Tony Bell and your partner said, Tony Bell. Tune says that's five big ones. That's how you get the points. All right, Ted, how would you complete this sentence? Yeah, I know Drew is ravishingly handsome, but Blank <laughs> is the best looking QB I've ever seen. Tommy Kramer. Tommy Kramer. Oh, uh, he said ah. Justin Fields. And All right. Portage. All right. Question number three, Ted. Who is the star of the Vikings report? Tunces. Ooh. And I said, I know this. <laughs> he paid you a little compliment, too. <laughs> All right, Ted. Drew takes your hand and he pulls you to the dance floor. The DJ is playing your song. What song is it? Um, immigrant song, Led Zeppelin. I went Vikings report and said the OSU fight song. Wow. <laughs> I, All went, right. I, I took a chance. I went Fields, OSU fight song. I was kind of trying to think, because I know you're a Buckeye through and through. Yeah. Okay. That, that's gonna, fair. That's very, that's very gracious, dear. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> If I ever pull Ted Glover to the dance floor, somebody hit me in the face with a square point shovel. It'll be me. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good question right here, though. You're going to like this one. All right, Ted. Finish this sentence. The ultimate... It's a two-parter. Okay. Finish this sentence. The ultimate QB would have the scrambling ability of blank and the arm strength of blank. The scrambling, scrambling ability... ability of Fran Tarkington and the arm strength... Michael Vick. And Drew said. Brett Favre. Yeah. Brett. Ted. God. Favre. All right. I knew that. He was a Viking. I was going to go Brett Favre or Jeff George. I almost said Jeff George. All right. Now these will be worth 10 points. And let's have Drew go to the waiting room. All right, Ted. Ten pointers, the big ones. Okay. How would Drew finish this rant? Dakota Dozier? Ridiculous. We also should have never signed this player either. Chad Beebe. Chad Beebe. 
And if you get it right, you're on Chad BB level. <laughs> All right. All right, Ted. Of you and Drew, who would Nikki Six's mother say the better kisser? <laughs> uh, Drew was in the rock and roll life, so I'm going to say Drew. All right. How would Drew answer this question? Everyone should make whoopee blank times a month because that's the number of my all-time favorite Vikings player. 88. 88. And next question. How would Drew answer this question? If they make a movie of the Vikings report, I should be played by blank. I'm going. <laughs> all right. Let me go. George Clooney. And our last question. How did you first meet your partner? Uh, through, through the Gallahorn. Actually, well, um, yeah, through the through an old Vikings Facebook fan page. Can we just say Vikings fan page on Facebook? Perfect, perfect. All right, we're ready to bring Drew back. We're gonna see if you can answer the questions the way that Ted predicted you would answer them. So, Drew, how would you finish this fantastic rant? Dakota Dozier? Ridiculous. We should have also never re-signed blank either. Come on. You could do it. You could see this name on the other side of this piece of paper. You could see it. You know what? Send him a message. I want to go from Tajay Sharp to Chad Beebe. We have to get this message. <laughs> how, why did they resign? It's going to be something really obvious, and I'm going to blow it. Yeah. I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to say Anthony Barr. It says Chad Beebe. Oh. All right, Drew. I'm sorry. You're still at Tajay Sharp. You're looking up at Chad Beebe still. <laughs> But somehow I have a feeling you're going to get up to 20 points on this one, Drew. This is a okay. Of you and Ted, who would Nikki Six's mother say is the better kisser? Uh, most definitely it would be me. And Ted said most definitely he wouldn't kiss Nikki Six's mother. <laughs> All right, Drew. How yeah. would you answer this question? Everyone should make Whoopi blank times a month because that's the number of my all-time favorite Vikings player. 29! 29! No! <sighs> Chad said 88. Carl Kosolke is my favorite Viking. Uh, oh, wow. Alan Page is my second favorite Viking. Oh, Let's well. try this one. Okay. And this one's right up your alley. If they make a movie of the Vikings report, who would play the star of the show? You. Who would play Drew Bunting? The guy who played Pyle in Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> this is my gun. There are many like it, but this one is mine. George Clooney. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to say Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> or Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> Oh, man, we're not – I'm letting us down, Ted. Yeah, that's all right. Last of the ten-pointers. Drew, how did you first meet your partner? It was in a Vikings group. I believe it was, and Ted said, Vikings 
yes fan page yes so you know what if you get this final one for 25 points you're over 50 but the chances of that are slim (laughs) okay this one is 25 points your only hope to break 50 so you guys are both going to write down your answers and then we'll show them what will the vikings record be during the 2021 2022 season with 17 games for 25 points. There's my script. All right. Do you want to show your answer? Actually, hold on. Tune says, what would you have said? Seven and 10. Drew, what did you say? Seven and 10. Seven yeah! and 10. Real happy for seven and 10. <laughs> we got so it, Ted. Hey, High five. Is, wait, we get we get more because Tunes answered it too, so we get bonus on top of the twenty five. You get know what that showed? You got you, Drew and Ted have the ultimate chemistry. All seven and ten for everybody watching the show. That's what we have to look forward to next year. Seven <laughs> and ten. That was a hell of a game. Well, glad you could join us, Ed. Thanks for uh, that was a great game, by the way. That was an awesome was game. Good to see you, Ted. Drew, uh, Ruby. Bye. Eddie, come back on and do another game in a few months. The next step, you know, when we get some episodes going. Be our game guy. Come back. I want to see somebody else do one, too. Toots, it gives Toots a break, but you did a hell of a job. A lot, a great effort you put into that. Yep. It's Angels. Good to see I'll see you guys again. Bye. Take care, Ed. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. All right. So that wraps up. So we are we – are, we're Moon to Carter then, right? What did we get, Ruby? Moon to Carter? We're Moon to Carter. You did, yes. Kismet, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Fun game. Thanks, Ed, for coming on. Uh, that about wraps up this week's episode. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for Ed Zeidler coming on um, and doing that awesome trivia. It was a real good time. Uh, and we'll try to do better the next time. Drew, take us home. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Eddie, for coming in and giving us that great trivia. Thanks, Tunces, for taking care of our show. Big shout out to the Beverly Hillbillies tonight with Jed and Granny and all of them. And I want to end the show saying, Bernsey, I know Bernsey would love this show. Being he's kind <laughs> of a prankster. Bernsey was a prankster, even though he always looked serious. He pulled pranks. He was kind of a, he was a funny guy. Thank you so much for all the people subscribing and liking our show. And we will try to do better in the next time. And uh, say good night, Ted. Good night, Ted.